it's so much easier to have a chat over a video consult than to go out, you got to travel distance and you don't spend as much time with the physio. Um, yeah. So you actually got more time with the physio and it's a lot easier to sort of discuss and yeah. sort of talk about things that you might not in an actual physio room. Welcome back to episode number two of the Empowered Beyond Pain podcast, proudly brought to you by Bodylogic Physiotherapy. I'm Kevin Wernley, a physiotherapist and PhD researcher, and I'm joined by world-leading physiotherapy specialists and clinical researchers, Professor Peter O'Sullivan and Dr. JP Canera as co-hosts. We're based in Perth, Western Australia, and through this weekly podcast, we aim to make sense of science and bring evidence to your eardrums to empower you to better health and empower clinicians to provide the best care for people in pain. Welcome to episode number two. It's great to have you back with us. You're proving to be quite the company, so thanks for all the kind words on Twitter and Facebook. means the world to us. In this episode, Professor Peter O'Sullivan interviews elite cricketer Baxter Holt, and they chat about Baxter's expectations and experiences with physiotherapy delivered via telehealth. This interview highlights just how much can be done via telehealth. It also highlights a few points that often surprise people, like how physiotherapy can be delivered without having to put hands on people. We hope you enjoy episode two of Empowered Beyond Pain. And remember to ask, is there more to pain than damage? So um, thanks, Baxter, for chatting to us today. Um, uh, you're based in Sydney and I'm based in Perth. And the great thing is with this mode of communication is we can have a chat to each other uh, as if we're kind of right next to each other, but we're not. Um, <clears throat> look, before we have this conversation, I'd love to get your um, bit, of, bit of background as to who you are and, um, and what was going on for you uh, a couple of months back before you had your first video consultation with a physiotherapist. Yeah, so I'm contracted with New South Wales as a cricketer. Um, I've been contracted with them for the last two years, um, but I've had a bad back for probably the last two years now and I kept playing through it for about 18 months until I couldn't go any further. Um, it got to the stage where the painkillers I was taking weren't doing the job that I needed them to and I just had to pull it, call it quits for a bit. Um, but then sort of saw a few different physios, our physios at New South as a doctor and then I was pretty much going down the line of being booked in to have an operation the following Tuesday that was. And then I got a call from a So, past so can, can I ask you what the operation was and what it was for? So it was my L5S1 disc that appeared to have a slight bulge which was compressing the nerve, which was giving me a heap of pain down the leg, all that sciatic nerve pain. Okay. Um, yeah. Had you had any injections or anything for that? So I had an eject, injection probably about six months prior to how it was really bad, um, probably three months before our season started. Yeah. Um, it gave me two weeks of relief and then it was back to where it was, that yeah, severe yeah. pain down the leg. Yeah. Um, so from that experience, we sort of said, that, well, that didn't work. What else can we try? And we tried six yeah. weeks of complete rest um, yeah. and that failed as well. It's probably worse than when I started. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we were booked in to have it operated on a microdiscectomy just to shave the end of the disc back. Yeah. Uh, and then I got a call from the ex-physio from New South Wales and said, um, there's this physio over in Perth. Do you want to give him a call before anything? we go down the road of operation? Because that'll push you back 24 months if you go down that road in what you actually want to do in your job in cricket. Yeah, okay. So how was the pain impacting on you at that point? 
Uh, at that point, I wasn't sleeping. I'd get to sleep probably about 12.31 a.m. in the morning. Um, and then I'd be up every 45 minutes. Every time I'd roll over, I'd wake up. And then if you don't sleep, it impacts your whole life, really. So I'd, yeah. the way I described it was I didn't have a life. Um, I was so in-depth with all the pain I was going through and trying to continue playing cricket. Um, that sort of my life would, was the first thing to go out the window. And it was yeah. mainly how am I going to be up and able to perform in what I need to for the team as well. Yeah, okay. So it was kind of stopping you from playing cricket, but also impacting on just normal day-to-day stuff and, and your sleep. Yeah. And, yeah, at, that, so, and yeah. at that point, you couldn't, you couldn't really see a way out of that in terms of, um, you know, like any other strategies to manage it. Because you'd had a fair bit of physiotherapy, you tried the injections, you had the scan that suggested that this finding was there and you've been told that surgery looked like was, that was the most likely option for you. Yes. So from what we went through from over the two years of being bad, um, the only sort of thing that was left in my opinion was to have it operated on. Um, From the information I got from other people, I was thinking, well, we've tried everything. Um, that's the only thing that's left for this um, specific reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was lucky that I had an ex physio call me and say, hang on, let's try this one more thing before we go down that road. Interesting. So as you know, in the current, um, uh, COVID-19 climate, uh, video conferencing is the thing. <laughs> so yeah, for physiotherapists, it's become a pretty big thing. And there's a bit of uncertainty, I think, for patients and for physios about how that works. And I'm interested in um, your perception of, of uh, what you expected, but actually what, what was your experience with it? What, how, did it how did it work for you? How was it? Um, so I went in with a pretty open mindset. Because of the state I was in, I was happy to try absolutely anything. Yeah. And however, I had to do it to sort of make it work. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, with the access to technology we got these days, it's amazing what we can do with it. And yeah. especially being from different states I, and countries in some cases, yeah. we have that incredible access to different people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did that. And I was lucky I had another physio with me in the room at the same time, sort of yeah. helping with anything I found confusing. But yeah. It was actually really good, and I wouldn't be in the state I am today without the video consultation. So, can you talk, probably... talk me through what happened in the consultation? Yeah, so I went to, well, our facilities um, for creatine as well as with the physio that I had. Um, yeah. And then we did a Skype call with a physio over in Perth. Um, and then we sort of went through it all and sort of, sort of talked about my background and how bad my back was and sort of how it got to that stage mm. and then the best thing about it was how much you listened and you really sort of took in what I was saying um, right. and went down that road and I felt that was very helpful and then it sort of helped him get an understanding of where I was at and sort of how he was going to go with it Yeah, um, okay. and he sort of went in a lot more depth than what other physios and doctors had gone in previously with me. In what kind of areas? What, in what um, way? He sort of dove into sort of more out of cricket um, perspective and sort of went down the life. So like sleeping, how much was yeah. affecting that? How yeah. much was it affecting your current everyday life, which was yeah. probably the main thing. Yeah. Um, Cause in my line of work, it's very performance orientated. Yeah. Um, so for someone to go down a different route and say, oh, how is it affecting your actual life and day to day life? Yeah. Um, that was a big turning point. Um, yeah. Interesting. But yeah. It was just 
sort of the level he talked, but the level he listened as well. Yeah. I felt like he listened a lot more than what he spoke about. Yep. Interesting. And, um, and was there any kind of examination that went with that as well? Or was it just talking? No, so after we sort of spoke and got a brief background into it, and then he sort of made me stand up and with the access to cameras and that, he was able to see how I was moving. He asked me a few questions on ways to move and sort of run me through a brief sort of examination that he would do in his clinic, but over um, the video consultation sort of ran me through that. And through the video, I was able to see just how bad it was and sort of the way that I was moving and what was actually causing that pain was different to what we expected. Yeah, and what, what what did you learn through that process of being examined? So he used the analogy of I'd been walking around with a clenched fist. It was like, so all the muscles, if you clench your fist, all the muscles in your forearm completely sort of seize up type thing to protect all that. Yeah. Um, and because I had it for so long, all the muscles in my back and core completely seized up to try and protect all that spine. Um, yeah, okay. And at the end of the day, all the muscle seizing up was actually causing me more harm than what the underlying problem was. Yeah, right. So okay. by me relaxing all the muscles, it would sort of relieve most of that pain I was in. Yeah, okay. So then in terms of um, setting up a treatment plan for you, obviously via video, there's no hands-on stuff, right? Which is often what um, patients think physios do. So what, what kind of treatment did you get in terms of through video? So the treatment sort of through, through video was a lot more talking. So it ran me through a program that was easy to do wherever I was. Um, yep. So the program I've got, I still use today. I can do it from in my bedroom, in the lounge room, to up the local park, to a gym if need be. Um, yeah, right. So it's very easy to sort of conduct my program wherever I am at the time and yeah, in whatever yeah. space I've got. Um, but he sort of went probably half an hour of the consult was just talking through this program and yep. discussing the ways to do these exercises and the things that you can do better and how you can do it better or ways that people can go wrong in the exercises. Yeah, okay. And that was probably the most important thing in talking through that stage. Yep. Um, so I got an understanding of how to actually do it. And yep. if I was doing it wrong, then he can see and sort of help me get it better. Um, yeah, okay. Because without having the help of a physio on hand, um, you can sort of struggle in understanding where yep. someone's coming from. Yeah. But if you and was that it, contact, was that filmed Baxter as well? Cause the beauty of video is you can film. Yeah. So I've actually got a film of how we went through that day and those yeah, okay. brief exercises. Yeah, so okay. I, I had another person there and he filmed what, what I was doing. So I can take it yeah. home. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you, today you can set a camera up anywhere and yeah. you just press record. And was that um, helpful? Yeah, definitely. So I don't have the greatest memory. Um, so for me to be able to look back on that footage and write down the exercises I went through, yep. whether that's in a book, on a whiteboard, wherever, yep. or just look back at the footage, um, yep. makes it so much easier to try and remember it. And then you, know, you can okay. go through it the way that it was actually prescribed. Yeah, okay. So um, and how helpful was that for you? For me, it's changed everything. Um, where I was sort of six months ago, it would have been now to now I actually got my whole life back. Um, and I a hundred percent think that it's because of the video consultation, because without it, I was booked into have an operation on it. I'd probably be lying in a lot of pain right now. Yeah. Okay. And was that a lot of consultations or how many did you have? Um, so we had one initial one. Um, 
which was more the background information and sort of seeing how I moved and then starting a program. And then I probably had one probably four weeks later to see how I was going, um, to see where I was at then and if we had any changes. And then a few more exercises were added to that. And then in all, we probably had three, three consultations and it was just seeing how I developed over that 12, 15 week period. And um, if there was anything the physio could see um, that I was doing wrong or yeah. that something could be helped. Yeah. I think it was a six week stage where I went through a cycle where my lower back was really good, but my up from extending backwards, um, it was still grabbing and causing me a bit of pain. Yeah. And with the ability of the video consultation again, he was able to see what I was doing in a little way that I could tinker with that to try and help it. Yeah. Okay. And it was solved in a matter of five minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, so actually that ability to examine wasn't limited by the fact that you were like a state away, a couple of states away. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you were, I mean, in terms of your situation now, you're back doing all the things you want to do and, and in terms of your pain levels, that's not yeah. a major problem for you now. So when I stopped, I literally couldn't tie my shoelaces or the everyday stuff. So maybe yeah, okay. I had to do my job of keeping, um, which is one of the harder ones in yeah. cricket. Um, I remember one day I got into my squat, I just couldn't get back out of it, yeah, um, okay. which for a keeper, it just can't yeah. be happening. So I got to that stage where I completely cancelled it. Um, but I was actually able to play the last three rounds of this um, season. So I was out for four months. Um, it took four months for me to go to not being able to do anything and literally anything to doing my job again. Awesome. So if someone said to you, um, you know, what do you think about video consulting yep. in terms of physio because they can't put their hands on you and do the normal things that often people expect physios to do, what would you say to that? Um, a lot of physio works not hands-on treatment, yeah. um, and you can do it wherever. There's still yeah. a very minor cases where it is hands-on stuff but you can right. do that at home with different objects like you got the foam rollers right. these days trigger yep. point balls yeah, okay. um, bands all that sort of stuff that you can right. sort of manipulate all your muscles the same way if you would in person yeah right so um, the value is something more than that then yeah definitely yeah so for me a physio overlooks what i do and tells me if i'm doing it right or wrong and especially yeah. with their background in um, anatomy and how the body works yeah. it's a lot better than what I can think of so to have their opinion on how I'm moving and maybe see something I'm not um, yeah. is more valuable than any hands on treatment. Yeah okay it's interesting so it's more like a coaching role of coaching you back to health rather yeah, than you know lying on a bed and having stuff done to you yeah yeah. and um, <clears throat> what would you tell others so obviously you would say don't see it as a limitation see it as an opportunity um, uh, in yeah, this definitely. current climate, because obviously one of the issues we've got at the moment is that people, you know, there's a risk for some people to come to see a physiotherapist. So there is risk. And so a lot of practices are moving online. Um, and, and to patients, obviously, there's a bit of uncertainty. Is like, well, what would that be like? Because it's not something they've experienced before. Um, what would you yeah. tell patients? I actually think it's a lot easier and more efficient video consultations because you don't actually have to leave your house yeah. um, and for people that aren't able to leave the house for certain different reasons, if they've got young children, they got to look yep. after yep. or just their jobs don't allow it. If you've got an hour spare, it's so much easier to have a chat over a video consult than to go out 
you got to travel distance and you don't spend as much time with the physio. Um, yeah. So you actually got more time with the physio and it's a lot easier to sort of discuss and yeah. sort of talk about things that you might not in an actual physio room. Yeah, it's interesting. And um, did you think there were any major limitations from it? Um, I don't think so. It sort of depends on how well the physio discusses what's going on and sort of yeah. walks you through the exercises. I would yeah. say that's the only thing um, is because he's not there to physically manoeuvre your body in different yeah. ways to try and get that movement going. Yeah. Um, if the physio is able to explain it thoroughly and actually the participant sort of honestly saying, oh, I don't understand that or yeah. I do understand it, yeah. that would be the only thing. But if you've got that trust and or honesty is probably the biggest yeah. thing yeah. and saying, I actually don't understand what's going on here and the physio yeah. being able to sort of describe in depth of what you've actually got to do, then I don't think there are any limitations. Yeah, it's interesting. And obviously <laughs> just the hands-on stuff. Yeah, so communication seems to be the key theme that runs through that whole process, isn't it? From yeah, what I think communication's saying. the biggest thing, um, yeah. especially not being able to physically touch or be yeah. there in person. I think yeah. communication has to be there, otherwise yeah. it won't work as effectively. It'll still work, yeah. but it won't work anywhere near as good as what you want it to. Yeah, that's cool. Look, thanks so much for sharing your story today, Baxter. And um I wish you well in um, your down season and hopefully this coronavirus will be at a level where you can get back to um, enjoying the next season. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, no worries at all anytime. So there you have it. Episode two of Empowered Beyond Pain. A huge thanks to Baxter for generously giving up his time and I look forward to seeing him behind the stumps for New South Wales very soon although hopefully he drops a few catches when he's playing against the WA Warriors when cricket eventually resumes. My take-homes were physiotherapy and other health services can be delivered by telehealth and it's a great way of empowering the patient to gain control and self-confidence in managing their own condition. In the last episode, we talked about a study called a systematic review, which summarises all the available evidence on a topic and it compared the effectiveness of face-to-face compared to telehealth management for musculoskeletal pain and injuries and showed it was equally as effective and accepted by patients. So we know that telehealth can work just as well as a standalone, but it can also be helpful as a second opinion, just as Baxter saw, even from the other side of a very big country. It was great to hear that Baxter's physio listened and explored a variety of factors that we know can influence pain. And finally, it's great to hear that Baxter still had a thorough examination and a tailored plan to get him back to living. It doesn't really sound like he saw telehealth as a limitation at all. We finish each episode with our To Try Today segment, which is designed to help you turn information into action, because we think the best way to learn is to do. So for those that have pain, perhaps you can talk to your healthcare practitioner about other avenues to provide care that may not involve hands-on treatment. If you're a healthcare practitioner yourself, maybe you can reflect on how you deliver care via telehealth and practice with a colleague, giving each other constructive feedback. Or better still, sit in with a colleague and give them constructive feedback. Soon, we kick off a mini-series of episodes related to osteoarthritis. It starts off with Professor Peter O'Sullivan interviewing a world-leading professor and orthopaedic surgeon. And then our very own Dr. JP Canero is interviewed by not-for-profit organisation Arthritis and Osteoporosis Western Australia where he provides us with an evidence-based, up-to-date A to Z of osteoarthritis. Later in the season, we discuss the 10 scientific facts every person should know about low back pain, including hearing from patients who have escaped the pain merry-go-round. If you have comments or questions, reach out to us via Twitter. 
Subscribe, rate and review to help more ears hear this evidence and feel free to share this in your networks. But for now, stay sane, safe and healthy and remember to ask, is there more to pain than damage? Please note, what you heard on this episode of Empowered Beyond Pain is strictly for information purposes only and does not substitute individualised care from a trusted and licensed health professional. If you would like individualised, high-value care for your pain, sports or pelvic health problem, head to the BodyLogic website and make an appointment. Theme music generously provided by Fervin and Cash. <laughs>